It is well, it is, it is well with my soul. You give me peace, peace like a river. You're always providing when I'm not at ease. You know what I need. You're there holding my hand, through highs and the lows. I know that you won't, you won't let me down. What's up, Jesus people? It's Ursula. Hey, 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 and AJ. Welcome to the One Lost Sheep Podcast. We're back. I feel so good being back. <laughs> we needed a little break, but we are back and ready as ever. Today is episode one of our first two-part episode series that takes a closer look at the people God chose to deliver his message. And join us as we take a closer look at a story from Mark chapter nine with another teaching for the ages from the man, the myth, the legend, Jesus Christ. I thought you were going to say JC. <laughs> Uh, no, I said his name. I felt like he deserved a really good introduction. You're right. You're right. And I felt like I delivered it. So you're welcome. You did. (laughs) Amen. Yes, you did. All the glory to him. So how are you feeling, AJ, being back? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. It's time. It's time. I'm so excited to talk about Jesus again. I didn't know how much I relied on this part of our lives. Now, I don't think we realized how much we like doing this. (laughs) Yeah, really. I know. I know. I think it is fun, but then you don't have it. You're like, I kind of miss it. I miss seeing her face. Well, thank you. (laughs) But also it feels just good to, you know, start with this episode today because what we're going to be talking about, you and I can really relate to. Yes. In a lot of ways. Yeah. So we just went to a Phil Wickham concert and Brandon Lake was there as well. And it was so incredible. It was probably one of the best concerts I've ever seen. For real. It was. Well, maybe second best. (laughs) What (laughs) was your first? Oh, you. Elevation. I I can't help it. I just, I love them. But this was, I mean, this was like such a close second. It was so good. I think our seats made it a close second. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my daughter's friend went also and she said it was the best concert she's ever been to. So, you know, don't take my word for it. You know, who am I? Who am I? Well, you are probably the person they're going to hire to write their next set list. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I think I have a gift for maybe (laughs) deciding what songs should be in which order. That's just me. We should email them. Just (laughs) tell them. Be like, I have this gift. Use me. Help me help you. So, but it was really, really good. And it's so, I have said this before, but there's something about worshiping and singing with Oh, oh my gosh. Massive amount it's of people. Mental. It's I feel like you and I were mental. <laughs> While our significant others are just like sitting there. Well, <laughs> I'm crazy. Well, our, my dear friend Jen went with us and she her and I talked on the phone the day after and she was like, you and AJ were like headbanging. <laughs> <laughs> we were one step away from crowd surfing. Oh my goodness. And you know, I have to say, Phil Wickham, he's the guy I go to when I want to sing my worship. And seeing him perform live, and then I thought I was going to be just starstruck a little bit, but I didn't feel that way. I felt like, no, I felt like, dude, he's our guy. Like we're yoked with Jesus. And so whoever is with Jesus, there's no status. I actually spent the majority of the concert with my eyes closed, just worshiping. Yeah. They didn't feel famous to me. Like they, no, they felt real why. because yes. it's it's through Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Okay. I actually read something really crazy cool the other day. 
and I need to share it because it yes. stuck with me. You know okay. how you see something and you take a screenshot and you're like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. You and feel then you it. never look at it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is different though, because I remembered it and I'll remember it forever. Okay. So sometimes when you sit down, it's not going to be the best meal you've ever had, but you eat it, right? Yeah. And that's the approach we have to take with the Bible. Like it's not, we're not always going to sit down and read the Bible and have that moment of like, oh, where you walk away and you're like, I'm going to tell everybody about Jesus. That's not (laughs) going to be every time. You know, sometimes you have to eat to survive, right? And so sometimes you just have to read it to survive. And I feel like ever since I heard that, I'm like, yes, every day, every day, I'm just going to read it because... I have stopped myself before when I didn't feel, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm extra grouchy and I'm like, I'm not picking up the Bible. God doesn't want me reading this when I'm, you know, talk back to my kid or something. (laughs) Or your kids talk back to you. (laughs) Yeah, that is a good one. Or sometimes I'm just sitting down reading my Bible and I start to get like my hips hurt today. I was reading, my hips were hurting so bad and I just got up and was like getting frustrated. I'm like, I'm done reading for no reason. It wasn't the Bible's fault, but I was just not comfortable. Really? That had nothing to do with anything. Physical pain. (laughs) Physical pain I am putting myself through for you, God. (laughs) Actually, I walked away, so. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think God's like, "Mm, AJ, did you put yourself through something? That's what you're worried about? I know. I know. Um, Yeah. You want to get into the prophets? Ursula and I, we studied some prophets this week. Let's do this to this. Well, first I want to talk about, you know, so the message of today is really just looking at all the prophets or the messengers that God chose to deliver his message, right? To deliver the truth to humanity. Everyone he chose was kind of a hot mess. Yeah. Every single per- every single there there really wasn't one single person that God chose that didn't have something that they were either wrestling with, whether it be self-doubt or whether it's someone like Isaiah, who I really relate to because it says he had unclean lips and <laughs> might have a little cussing problem. But you know what? It makes the prophets so relatable, but it also makes me feel like Whenever I'm having that self-doubt of, you know, does God really want me to share the Bible? Like I, me, of all people, me, when I think that, I read this and I, and then I think, yeah, he does. Yeah. Because the truth is, there is nobody that is not a hot mess. Yeah. You know, whoever he chooses, which is all of us, none of us have it together 100% of the time. Yeah. It's funny that you brought up the lip thing with Isaiah because I have to tell you, I wrote down when I was just reading that Jeremiah, Daniel, and Isaiah all had their lips touched by like some form of the Lord. Yes. Isn't that crazy? When you just said that, I was like, oh, look at my little note right there. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would love if my lips could be touched by the Lord. Uh, I know. (laughs) Help, Help me. I know. I've been struggling with that. And these apples aren't helping. Oh, wait, what are you struggling with? Just speech. I, You know what's funny? If I'm being really honest, I have never been like a massive cusser. I have been cussing so much. My daughter even said something about it. Really? Yes. Maybe you're spending too much time with me. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what happened. I never cuss, especially in front of her. Now that she's obviously older, but it's not like I'm like worried about it. But oh my goodness, I don't know what is going on with me. Well, I, okay. I also cuss from time to time, but I just read a Bible passage that said 
um, the same said something to the effect of the mouth that you praise the Lord with is the same mouth that you defile with. And I was like, (laughs) that paradox of thinking like, yeah, my mouth says this. And then I'm like, praise the Lord. You know, like that's not, that's not who I really want to be. Yeah. And it's not even just like the word. It's why I'm saying the cuss word. Right. That too, what's driving it. Yes. Yeah. I like that. The driving force behind it. So I know what I'm doing. So I read about a bunch of them and just I'm deciding right now in this moment that I'm going to go with Gideon. Ooh. So I'm saying that because I feel like when I read this, it made me think about how I felt when we started the podcast. So the Lord is asking him to save Israel from the Mennonites. And he is saying, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my family. And then the Lord goes on to say something about like, I will be with you and then more stuff. But I just want to focus on him saying, one, I am the least because there is a point where in our Bible study today, he's, he mentioned something about being the least. That Jesus was in there. Yes, yeah. Jesus. Kind of what it goes with that. But back to what I was saying about today's podcast. When we started this podcast, I felt like I was the least between amongst you and I. If we're being honest, and I know you would, you do not feel the same, <laughs> but I felt less than comparing myself to you, like wholeheartedly, 100%. I felt like I didn't know enough. And I've said that before, too, in the podcast. But, you know, I get very nervous when I'm talking about Jesus out loud. And I don't it's hard to describe what you feel when you feel less than. You know, it's like I'm pumped up. I want to talk about Jesus when it's just you and I one on one. But to be in a room and have other people hear us talking about it, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be with you. <laughs> so that's why I chose that because that made me feel like it brought back those feelings for her. That's why I'm, that's why I picked him. That's why I picked him. What happens with Gideon? Oh, he's he's mighty with God. <laughs> that's what ends up happening. He's I mean, he goes forth and does what God asked him to do and puts his faith in God and God protects him. Awesome. And okay. here we are today. Here we are today. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing. So I feel like God is protecting me and teaching me every time we do this podcast, something new. Yeah. I remember my mom even saying like, do you know enough? I was like, (laughs) no. And the more I learn, the less I know. The more I read the Bible, I'm more confused than I've ever been. Well, you know, first of all, I do want to say like that your feelings are not reflective of mine, obviously, at all. We both feel that this is a calling. And and the reason we both feel that is because God revealed it and God put you on my heart. Yeah. So that's first and foremost. I mean, God put you on my heart. And I just want to say that because you're the best part. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um, that is not true. I think I've just come to terms with like, we are just simply a voice. We're just simply a voice yeah. for God. You know? Yeah. We're, that's all we are. That is it. That is exactly. We're nothing. It's like that song by Matthew S. Like, I'm just a nobody, but I want to tell everybody all about the somebody <laughs> that changed my life. I want you to sing it, Earth. Sing it. I'm just a nobody. <laughs> we should just turn this into a podcast of music. <laughs> Worship music. That's it. I'm tone deaf, so that's a horrible idea. I know. I stood next to you in a concert. I know. You actually could hold a tune. I'll tell you that. First of all, I'm kidding. I couldn't hear you. It was so loud in there. She's not kidding. No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> My friends are listening to this. No. That and family, that that is the truth. Um, but what about what about you? Anyone? So, well, I out? think it's very, very interesting that you said you chose the prophet that... 
you felt spoke to you because of the fact of how you related the feelings to the podcast, because I did the same thing too. And I cannot tell you how shocked I was when we were doing our, our research for episode two, Don't Have a Heart Attack. I, and it's funny because you say like every time you're reading the Bible, you're learning more, or you're learning about how much you don't know. I'm in the New Testament. Like, you know how you said today, I'm in the Old Testament. I'm in the New Testament. <laughs> I'm starting the New Testament again because I just finished it. So I'm in it, you know, now for like the fifth or sixth time. And I'm reading it and I'm like, what is all this? It's like it's new again. Yeah. That's what's really awesome about the Bible experience for me. And I'm assuming it has to be the same for everyone because this is the living and active word of God. But you will read it and every time it's a new message. Yeah. And it's something that you're taking away that you didn't before. And I find that fascinating. But anyway, I... I veered off. But so what I found so cool was that not cool, but really relatable was that Moses really doubted himself. And he was, in fact, the the day that God confronted Moses, he was at Mount Horeb with his flock and he saw a burning bush. And so he walked up to it and, and God all of a sudden says, this is God, I'm God. And he wouldn't even look at the bush because he was so afraid. Right there, I was like, oh, that would be me, because I would absolutely avoid all eye contact. <laughs> and God says, you know, you are the person I have chosen to lead my people out of Egypt. And Moses says in response to God, um, why me? Yeah. Basically, like, me? No. And God's like, no, 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 I will provide everything you need. And they go back and forth quite a bit. And in fact, one of the times Moses says, you know, look, I'm not I'm not eloquent. I'm slow. And and since you've started speaking to me, I haven't gotten any smarter, he says, <laughs> which I thought was so cute. And, you know, they're arguing about this. And I'm thinking, this is Moses. This is one of the greats for our faith. Yeah. You know, and Huge. he was like, no, God, no. You're, he said, people are going to laugh at me because I'm slow. And he didn't think he was smart enough. He said, they're, they're not going to take me seriously. Yeah. To think that this is the Moses that led people out of Egypt and then parted the Red Sea. Like, this is Moses, guys, you know? Yeah, nobody feels nobody feels worthy. Nobody feels adequate, but we all, we're all in it together. Yeah, you're- We all suck together. Well, I just, I, I feel like I wish I knew these stories more when we were starting off with the podcast. Because for a while, it was just a feeling for both of us. We just knew we wanted to talk about Jesus. We loved yeah. Jesus, you know, and there was that feeling of crazy, crazy self-doubt. Yeah. Reading these stories now, though, and just really seeing that side of them because I relate to them. You know, the first time I read them, I didn't see that self-doubt. It wasn't something that I related to. But now I'm reading. I'm like, every one of these. And even in today's Bible story, we're going to take a look It the message of today's Bible story is not this, but it just so happens that in today's Bible story, the disciples that Jesus chose to spread the message of all time are not perfect. Yeah. It doesn't even matter what we say as long as we're like exemplifying God. Like it does not matter what we come here and say. It, and it's true. And I looked up what would be somebody's reasons for not, you know, and there are basically three reasons why somebody wouldn't feel comfortable sharing the gospel. Okay. Ooh, what are these? Okay. So the first one is that like a, they're afraid that they have a lack of gospel knowledge. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying That's yes, because was. that was me too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel the same. Yeah. I feel the same. I'm like, there's no, I don't know enough. Yeah. I, I, I don't know enough to, to, to start a podcast is yeah. what I thought. Right. 
And I'm over here like, you know too much and I don't know enough. You know, it's funny. It's funny that we both feel that way. Yeah. No, you're right. It is. Jeez, isn't that funny? Yeah. And there's people like that are know more than we know and less than we know and feel the same way, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Moses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Moses. Duh. Okay. Fear of judgment that they're going to be mocked or laughed at. Absolutely. I think that, I feel like that was my number one thing with the podcast. I was thinking the other day and, you know, it kind of dawned on me. I was like, I, it was, it's such a breath of fresh air that this podcast is out because, you know, while I'm, I'm the same person that I've always been, I'm just showing the side of me that I've never shown before. Yeah. And I was afraid of that. I was afraid people were going to be like, oh, you're, you're that person. And it stopped me from wanting to do it before, you know, and I'm still not that person that's going to walk up to a stranger and and say like, let's talk about Jesus. But you know, like doing this feels so freeing. I have the freedom just to be myself in Christ. Yeah. Now we're like, we want to be that person. Yeah. And you know what else? I have freedom of judgment. Because once you step out into that role, all of a sudden, it's like you have the protection of God and the spirit around you. And you know, if people are, even if people are like, wow, you're that person. Okay. That's a little weird. I'll be like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's okay. There's moments <laughs> nice where I'm almost you. trying to prove like I'm still the same person, but then I like have to check myself and be like, no, I'm not the same person. Why am I acting that way? You know, why am I cussing right now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, not that that's a big deal, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm, I don't want to be two different people. I don't want to be too. I don't want to be yes. living two different lives. Yeah, you wanna you wanna say you don't want to like praise the Lord and then defile, right? Like yes. you you want your mouth to be one and the same all the yes. time. Consistency. Yes. Yeah, and it's not that easy. It's not it's not always going to be that easy. But oh, I definitely no, want to be that person now. Yeah, hold on. Let's be real. Those are goals. <laughs> I feel good that we're still okay to be sharing this. Isn't it crazy to think how children? care so little about judgment and they're humble and they don't care about what other people think. It's so... That's why Jesus says, accept God, like to enter the kingdom of God, you must become like a child. Yes. Well, since we're talking about kids, let's go get into this Bible study because it's so good. It's always so good. We just love it all. so good. So today we're in Mark chapter nine, verses 30 through 37. But I think it's kind of cool because Matthew, Mark and Luke all have a version of this story. I love this story because it should squash any feelings of I'm not good enough. If anyone if anyone out there feels like I'm, I, I want to share the gospel, I just don't think I should. Listen to, to this. <laughs> Listen to this. The disciples and Jesus are walking from Galilee to Capernaum. And Jesus doesn't want anyone to know where they are because wherever he goes at this point, crowds just mob him. I mean, he's bringing people back from the dead. I'd want to be there too. <laughs> So he wants time alone with his disciples because he's teaching them. And he says to them, the son of man is going to be delivered into the hands of men and they will kill him. And after three days, he will rise. But they didn't understand what he meant and, and they were afraid to ask him. And they're walking and teaching and then they get to Capernaum and he asks the disciples, he says, what were you guys arguing about on the road? And they were quiet because they knew they did something wrong, right? They had been arguing about which one of them was the greatest. It's me. It's me. (laughs) I mean, the men chosen to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ were arguing about which one of them was better. Testosterone. Testosterone. That's what it sounds like to me. Okay. And here Jesus had just spoken about his impending suffering, right? And while they didn't understand it, 
instead of seeking to understand it, they're preoccupied with their own status and ambition. So they're ashamed. So Jesus takes this opportunity to teach them how to be the greatest. And he pulls a child in and he says, whoever welcomes one of these children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. He's how saying, humble. that's Jesus. And he's <laughs> saying like, yo, you're all wrong. Like your perspective is wrong. True greatness does not seek power. You seek those who have no power to guide and to love and to serve. Like he's saying, don't ascend the social ladder, descend it. Yeah. Like take the lowest spot. And you know what's interesting, AJ? In any culture, right, children are super vulnerable because they're dependent on someone for survival. But in the ancient world, their vulnerability was magnified by the fact that they had no legal protection, no status, no rights. Children didn't actually get legal rights oh, wow. until 1924, which seems what? insane. I know. But there was nothing preventing a child back then from being sold into slavery or, you know, like, God forbid, but that's that's how it was. And so Jesus was literally taking the lowest of the low in terms of social status and saying, this is who you serve if you want to be great in my kingdom. That's wild. Amen, amen. He's so cool. I know. I love that man. <laughs> well, it's time for oh, you. it's time for me. So I have the trivia tonight, everyone. Yes. Hold on, let me find it. Let me find it. I am nervous. Actually, I'm not nervous because... Because why? I'm excited because even if I get it wrong, I'm still winning because I'm learning something about my best friend, Jesus. Yeah, even when you're losing, you're winning. Exactly. I'm excited. And of course, I want you to get it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Is that horrible to admit? Okay. Are you ready for a super fun trivia? That's beautiful. I know I was trying to mimic what you did, but also make it my own, which failed. It's fine. Okay, so here (laughs) we go. Okay, so which prophet, son of Amos, said, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and will call him Emmanuel? Isaiah. Correct. She actually knew that. Okay, do you know the verse? No. Okay, it's 714, but, and I didn't, it's not like the exact verbiage, but you get the, you get the point. See, you got it. Is that your goal to someday know every single Bible verse with the number? I will never. I I would love that. I won't either. But but sometimes I, even my favorite verse, sometimes I have to really think about it. I'm like, wait, I would love it. I can't. My brain doesn't work like that. Not with the numbers like that. No way. All righty. Well, we're not going to end with a testimony today because this is a two-part. We'll end with a testimony next week. And don't forget to join us next week as we continue this awesome series into the lives of the people that God chose. But we're going to take a closer look at what happened to the disciples after Jesus died. I promise you, these are not your normal boring history stories. These are crazy crazy stories. They are, they are. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Tolls Podcast. This Dude. is for the big guy, guys. We got some daily Bible verses popping. We got some prayers popping. AJ and I are posting some pictures from our recording sessions. Some things are cute. Some things are not. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly they're not. Okay. And we are going to sign off in English and Polish tonight. Yes. May God bless you and the spirit fill you. And for our Polish friends. Niech cię Bóg błogosławi i duch święty cię napełni.